Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give me the update. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. Dirt. We want the dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. Did you want to tell me something? According to a new report, the late Aretha Franklin owed more than $6.3 million in back taxes. However, an attorney for her estate claims that about half of those back taxes to the IRS have already been paid. Legal oh. documents read that the unpaid income tax dates from years 2012 through 2018, and the filing states that no part of this debt has been paid, and it is now due and payable to the United States Treasury at the Office of the Internal Revenue Service. It also says this debt has priority and must be paid in full in advance of distribution to creditors to the extent provided by law. It paid The state paid at least $3 million so far, but wow. it's a little more. Wow. Oh my gosh. I just, I don't get that. I think my dad, since he worked for the IRS <laughs> a large portion of his life, um, I, I would never not pay my taxes. I'm terrified. I would never cheat on my taxes. It's just no. Well, I just, I feel like this has to be a case of, well, either just a dereliction of like basic responsibilities or she had somebody working for her who was not doing his or her job. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes with celebrities, that's the case. But mm-hmm. in either regard, wouldn't you be like, hi, can I see the copy of the work that you did this year so I know that my pa- taxes are paid? Yes. I mean, I just feel like this is a no-brainer. True. But what do we know? Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker has filed for divorce from wife Keisha Nash Whitaker after 22 years of marriage. Oh. In documents submitted by the actor, he ended his marriage on Thursday, citing irreconcilable differences as reason for the split. The pair got married on May 4th of 1996. Whitaker lists the couple's date of separation as to be determined. They shared two daughters together, Sonnet, age 22, and True, age 20, and uh, each has a child from previous relationships. Oh, so he's one of the first ones to name a child true. I know. That's what I thought, Not too. Not ever heard of that before, After Chloe. Sonnet. Mm-hmm. Sonnet. Um, this is a sad thing that they were married for 22 years. It just always makes me so sad oh, that for it's sure. like, oh, you know, but what do I know? I've never been married. So. I think you might know a lot, actually. Though. Okay. <laughs> And a 50th anniversary remembrance of the original Woodstock Festival will be held at the original site. Organizers announced Thursday that Bethel Woods Music and Cultural Festival will be August 16th through the 18th at Bethel Woods Center for the Arts, a nonprofit cultural center at the site of the original Woodstock Festival in Bethel. The festival will be produced by concert giant Live Nation Mm. and will include live performances from, quote, 
prominent and emerging artist spanning multiple genres and decades. No acts have been announced so far, but another Woodstock for you. Ooh. Is this something you're interested in? No. Yeah, Are either. you kidding me? You would not. You couldn't pay me enough to get out there. No. Music festivals in general are not my cup of tea, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, once you yeah. hit a certain age, it's like... Or yeah. it's just like the muddy, just like the thought of this stinkiness and what could go on. I think on. there was like it's a brief like, window ugh. from age about 19 to 20 where this would have uh, appealed to me because there probably would have been a lot of alcohol and or other things true happening yeah yeah on tv tonight so over on fox we have last man standing returning and then over on cbs uh returning there will be hawaii 50 and blue buds that's the latest dirt here from my talk for more head over to my talk 1071.com you learned so much cool stuff dirt alert updates at the top of every hour Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. She's back in an hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Oh, I wouldn't mind listening to Queen this morning. Uh, or a facsimile thereof. Good morning. It's just after 7 a.m. It's 7.04 to be exact. And you are listening to Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Dawn McLean and Ryan Perpich. It's our holiday radio roulette. You don't know who you're going to hear, but you know we're going to be funny. No, we're funny looking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, all. we'll be here all night. Don't forget to tip your servers. Yeah. Can we check in on Mark Wahlberg's yes. abs, yes, you guys? Yes. Okay. So all morning we've been uh, paying attention to where Mark Wahlberg's abs are because. His incredibly crazy schedule, which we talked about months ago, is apparently part of the reason why his abs look fabulous. How do we know his abs look fabulous? Well, several photos and media reports have shown up online in the last 24 hours or so of him on uh, on a beach somewhere because it's the holidays and sure. you're rich and famous. You mm-hmm. do that. Um, and he looks amazing. So we just thought we'd find out where they were. Now, last we left his abs. Yeah, they were. I think soapy in the shower. Yeah, they They're were in the now. shower. Okay, I do believe he's probably on the road right now, getting ready to go golf. Okay, all right, because he does golf at seven thirty a.m. for thirty minutes. Okay, so he's on his way. Well, first of all, are these uh, Eastern times? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Where does he live? Is oh. he in Boston? Is he if up so, on the I, East Coast? I just thought, it, but you know. He could be on vacation still, to be fair. He's not. He doesn't vacation. He gets up at 2.30 a.m. Okay. To wake up to start working so out. So we think he's on his way to the golf course. Let's just pretend right yeah. now that he's in central time. Um, what does he drive, do you think? Ooh. Range Rover. Range Rover. Yeah. yeah. Land Rover. Land Rover. Like that. I feel like, or one of those big Toyota things. What oh. do they call those? RAV4? No, that's not No, there's like. It's making a murderer. That's the car that she yes. was driving. Teresa Hallbach. Uh, Teresa Hallbach's car. And Mark car. Wahlberg. No, he, you know, they have those, like, it, it's kind of like a. What's the big uh, D bag vehicle that I've, that we all make fun of? Highlander? No, 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 Tacoma? no. The big, like, the military Hummer? one. Hummer. Hummer. But oh. there's like a Toyota version of that, isn't there? It's oh, kind of like Hummery. F- what um oh the mercedes version no no there's a toyota car that looks like a d-bag anyway (laughs) maybe not and i could be making this up regardless i feel like he would be driving something okay i think that that's not fancy enough for him but yeah because he's kind of a shortish guy too is he would you consider that five eight is that not short it's a reasonable height it's a ryan oh oh, sorry (laughs) am i getting close very reasonable (laughs) i don't mean short in a pejorative way oh i'm six two thanks for asking no, um, 
But what I'm saying is, I th- I feel like he would just have a big, a big. You know, car? He's got big muscles. He's got a big car, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's not driving a Prius, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. No. Okay. No, but he is very efficient in his workouts in his day. Um, what I want to know is. So if you've not seen this, I've retweeted it. It's a typical daily schedule that starts at 2.30 a.m. But I don't know if I would want to live with someone like this just because I like to do things with my partner. Mm. And I also kind of want to go, don't you just want to stay in bed or let's have a day where we're not You want some flexibility. He seems to be a rigid person yeah. and not in a good way. I'm a rigid person when it comes to like my expectations of the day. Like now I do this and now I do that. Right. It feels good to get things done. It just but... feels good, but it's not that I'm not open to changing things up. Right. I just need a little nudge. So that's where I think a partner can be helpful. Mm-hmm. They can just be like, hey, yeah, do you really need to do that right now? Or is oh. that just, you know. I'd be like, yeah, I do. Well, you I do a problem that a lot. With it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I'm going to the gym now and I can't be bothered. <laughs> so no, I don't oh. want to do that. But okay, we'll check in on Mark Wahlberg's abs a little bit later. But Ryan, I wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah. On a little thing called Bird Box, because I feel like I've seen this now in my social media feed. People, there's like memes Mm. from Bird Box. I need to know what a Bird Box is and whether or not it's something I actually need to watch. Well, yeah, there's a lot of buzz on this movie. It stars, uh, based off a book of the same name, it stars Sandra Bullock. Uh, Sarah Paulson makes a brief appearance in this film. Mm. And uh, John Malkovich is in it. And a few other uh, names you would uh, recognize, names and faces. Uh, it's been on Netflix for a couple of weeks now. So mm-hmm. It's debuted December 21st. So, yeah, just a week. It's been on Netflix. And already it seems like it's every, what everyone's talking about. And there's memes already. And uh, there's there's an article. like and People don't know who Sandra Bullock is. It's so like all, all the kids are like, they're like making up memes for that woman from Bird Box. Like oh they, my like gosh, they, you're they kidding no, me. They have no idea who she is. <gasps> that lady. Yeah. You don't know Sandy Bullock? She's oh. the bestest. So it's, yeah, this is, this is everyone's introduction to Sandra Bullock, it seems, so uh, on I, the internet with the young kids. I'm nervous that I'm going to have something revealed, not in what you're talking about mm. right now, but I need. I feel like the pressure, I need to watch it. So it's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. On Based Netflix. on a book. Okay. On Netflix. Can uh, you give us a, a, a summary without yeah, spoiling anything? Of course. It's post-apocalyptic. Mm. So the world's going to hell in a handbasket, mm-hmm. and you kind of see from the start. It jumps around five years into the future, and then uh, it takes you back to uh, where everyone is at the present time and how they got to this five years in the future. Oh. Um, and it's, it's as this thing comes, this thing, no one knows why. There's no explanation there. There's a lot of unanswered questions, and essentially it makes you want to kill yourself if you see this thing. Oh, Good yes, Lord. Yes, and, yeah. and people so do. Presumably, that's in, why there are all these memes of people blindfolded. If yes, because if you look at it, that's the thing. Oh. If you have to see this thing that doesn't exist, spoiler: you never see the thing. Okay. And I really want to see the thing the whole time. That's okay. Yeah. I get that. I yeah. want. I you know, it's it's people are saying it's analogous to a quiet place with John Krasinski because they mm-hmm. had you, there was no talking in that movie. Well, in this movie, there's no seeing. Okay. And it's all, you know, post-apocalyptic in the same vein and everything. But then in uh, the quiet place, you actually see the, the monsters, thing. the yes. thing that will mm-hmm. get you. I see. But here, you never, yes. I don't see. You don't see. <laughs> all right. So you don't get that payoff, but did you, did you like it? Do you think it's worth watching? It's fine. Oh, I thought that's you know not a ringing endorsement. Dog. It's good. It's fine. It's I. I don't like it when things get too hyped up. 
I know. This it seemed might like it be overhyped. Seemed to get really hyped up the lead up, and then this week uh, that it's been on with all these memes happening and you know, all these articles, people talking about it. I think it got a little too hyped for the actual product itself. It's okay. still good. No, that's good. But to I know. guess I was expecting more. And I know uh, yeah. folks have read the book. I think Donnie may have even read the book, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, you might be a little disappointed by the." Uh, by the movie version of this. Oh, really? Oh, okay, so the okay. book meaning the book is better, or it's just not that. Good well, it's <laughs> a good yeah. question. I don't okay. know. I don't know for sure, but it's yeah. It's if you're into that, I know people love the whole post-apocalyptic theme. I do. I used to some be people obsessed. Love it. Zombies growing into the world. Can we talk about this really quickly? If you're just Absolutely. joining us, Jason and Alexis, uh, Ryan is uh, telling us about Bird Box again. It's on Netflix. Post-apocalyptic, blobby blue. Um, and our when we grew up, Dawn, mm-hmm. Ryan, sit down. I'm okay. going to tell you the tale. The lower, tale. lower my back, chair. Yeah. Listen to the tale of our back, back in the 80s, <laughs> yeah. we used to be afraid that we were all going to blow up in a nuclear winter. <laughs> and so all, and I used to be upset. There was this whole genre of fiction, mm. like post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. uh, young adult fiction. Like horrible if you think about it because mm-hmm. it's literally all these stories. I used to like I used to get all the books. Like there would be, I can't remember any of the names oh, of them. Boy. But yeah, I'd love to look that up. Oh yeah, like books where like you know it's a boy and his dog mm. and the nuclear bomb goes off and then the boy and his dog you know you follow their uh, trials and tribulations. Okay, there's that movie about uh, the family after the bomb goes off. I think it was just called the day, not the day after, because that was sort of the the big hyped. Uh, um, I don't want to say blockbuster, but movie um, about life after a nuclear bomb going off. But there was another one where this lady uh, and her family, it's sort of them living after nuclear bombs go off. And at the end, I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm going to spoil it. So okay. if you don't want to hear about it, whatever. <laughs> but they all just end up getting in the garage in the car and turning on the oh, okay. the engine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, yeah. Right, right. I mean... So, like, who thought this was a good idea? Oh, my gosh. Like, this was just terrible. So that's what we had to live through the 80s for. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember that, how we were all just obsessed with, like, nuclear bombs going off? Did you do duck and cover drills in school? No. Is that no, out of style we're then? Too, yeah, we're, we're, we're too, too young for that. for that. Okay. We're too, or too young. We're too rather. young for that. Yeah. yeah. That was like a 1950s thing. Come on. Yeah. No, they were like, <laughs> here's what they said. That was dumb because the truth is, if a bomb goes off, you're just going to disintegrate. <laughs> The oh, okay. So there's no point in all right. And so why. I'm really excited. Because I'll be desk. a skeleton, yeah. right? But this is fun, <laughs> but that was a whole thing. So mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic, I used to love it. Mm-hmm. Well, then you might check out Bird Box then. It's yeah, you'll, okay. If it's a little like more it. supernatural, though, you all know, right. with this this being, it's never explained where it came from, why it's here. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What it is, but okay. if you like uh, things, if you like things up in the air. There you go. It's for you. Okay. And Bird Box, you know, that, that has to do with something in the movie, too. Oh, good. Oh, okay, He's not going to spoil it. Not Thank you, Ryan. Okay. Thanks, All right. Flarge. Uh, thanks, Flarge. <laughs> you know Flarge. <laughs> He's Flarge and in charge. <laughs> when we come back, speaking of supernatural uh, beings, Andy Cohen is about to be a father. Is he? And I think we know who his godparent is going to, the child's godparent oh, will I be. See. Okay, great. We'll t- talk about that and more. Upon our return, right here on My Talk 107. Who is Andy Cohen's child's godparent? <laughs> we'll find out in just moments. Yeah. I know you've been waiting all morning to hear. <laughs> but you are listening to Jason Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Today it's holiday roulette style. We've got uh, myself, Bradley Trainer, along with Don McLean and Ryan Perpich. You can hear various combinations of all of us uh, throughout any given week here on My Talk 1071. We're shaking things up for the holiday because everybody's winding down their holiday vacations, etc. Dawn, you just said, "Wow, it's Friday! It's Friday! It's I'm really excited! Isn't that fun?" I mean, who couldn't be more excited about a Friday? <laughs> mm. Especially as we head into another holiday at the beginning of next week. But let's talk about uh, Andy Cohen, shall we? Yeah. So you know he's going to be a father. I think that I did news... not know that. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. Okay, so that news I think came out. Maybe, Maybe last Friday? week. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's week. why you were probably yeah. busy off having family holidays. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I think we learned uh, last week, and he's apparently welcoming his first child by a surrogate in about six weeks, or at least six weeks from uh, when we first learned that story. But there's a new story about who his godparent is going to be. Do you okay. know? No. Well, According to Radar Online, this is a very reputable source. Do you read the Radar Online? <laughs> I do. Whatever. They're like the New York Times yeah. of celebrities. Right. Not at all. Okay. But they say they have an exclusive source. It says right here, RadarOnline.com has exclusively learned he's already cho- chosen a godfather. <laughs> BFF, Anderson Cooper. No. Because, of course, the gay is going to pick another gay <laughs> for his godfather. Yes, Aww. 51-year-old Anderson Cooper. According to the source, quote, Andy knows how much this means to him. The two of them are extremely close. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. I love Radar Online. I mean, they basically tell you nothing uh, right, just like all. the Daily Mail. They'll they'll just say, like, according to a source, blobbity blue. And that source, by the way, is somebody who works at the Daily Mail or Radar Online in this case. Sure. And made up some story that they think they might have heard. Yeah, you know, through the grapevine. Through the grapevine. At a coffee shop down really the road. Really during a strategy session in their, you know, <laughs> All right, like, who can we say is going to be the godfather? Maybe they attended an event together. Maybe they're actually friends. Yes. But to me, that wasn't the fascinating thing about the story. The story, like, probably not true, right? Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, good luck to him. I don't, I don't know that I have a horse in that race as far as who Andy Cohen's child's godparent is. Now, what, from someone who is a non-Catholic, what does it mean to you? Because I am kind of, not to say that it just belongs to Catholics, but there is a purpose for a godparent in your life that has to do with religious purposes. So, like, what do you mean? Um, A godparent is 
somebody who is supposed to guide you religiously mm. through your Catholic life. Sure. They're like, supposed to also fill in if something happened to your parent. They are solely responsible, not necessarily for taking you in, yeah. but they are responsible for your soul, essentially, and you're guiding you through your Christian experience. Yeah, I don't know that that was the <laughs> expectation my mother had, for example, okay. when she chose my godparents. Mm. Um, but maybe it won't, my aunt is my godmother, so I guess that would make sense, right? Sure, yeah. Um, but to me, it really just means like that's somebody who's supposed to give you a gift at birthdays. Oh, I see. Okay, because they're at our baptisms. They are there yeah. to say, I am, I am a part of this experience here, and I am in the in the moment here do you have a relationship with your godparents um i have yeah my uncle bill okay Mm -hmm. yeah so uncle bill helped you along the way i mean i wouldn't say he's doing too great of a job since i rarely go to mass (laughs) but no oh my god uh but you you are devil spawn i am devil spawn no uh no but i i would say that uh yeah i mean i have a closer relationship with him than my other uncles oh okay sure Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ryan, mm-hmm. do you have a godparent? Yeah. Yeah, okay. my Aunt Patty. Aunt Patty. Mm-hmm. I think aunts and uncles are probably typical yeah. godparents, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's just more Is of a formality. Aunt Patty though. responsible for your soul? Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I hope so. <laughs> I want to call her. She's pretty cool. <laughs> Patty. Aunt Patty. <laughs> to me, the interesting thing is not, you know, like who is Andy Andy Cohen's godparent going to be for his children, but... Um, just like the thought of having a celebrity godparent. Oh, right. Right. Like that to me is the fascinating thing because, um, having a celebrity godparent means, I don't know, celebrity godparent gifts. For sure. So you get extra gifts from them on the holidays. Who would we want to be our celebrity godparent? Oprah. I feel like Oprah is going to be a lot of people's celebrity godparent, right? (laughs) Yeah. Because you're going to get some really nice gifts. Yeah. Or somebody connected to Broadway, like Bette Midler. You know, she could get me some tickets to things. Oh, that's good. I instantly thought of like uh, somebody with abs. And then I thought that's probably creepy and weird. Wow. You <laughs> because... are really stuck on uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg's, Wahlberg's abs, abs right now. Uh, Look, I'm feeling fat from the holidays. And so, uh-huh. you know. You're looking to him as your guiding light. Yeah, I want him to be my my ab, ab parent. <laughs> okay, no, that's really weird. Bad. Back away. <laughs> reverse. Other direction. Yeah, your fairy ab yeah, parent. Fairy ab daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could have ab daddy and then it wouldn't be so creepy. Your ab daddy right? is somebody who takes care of not your soul, but your gym experience. Yes, so I, I like this. Basically, your personal hey, trainer is your uh, ab daddy. Mark Wahlberg, do you want to be my ab daddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody's uncomfortable in the room, so we'll just move on. But no, for celebrities, oh gosh. I just think, you know, of course, somebody like Oprah, but what not? Like, what if um, just somebody who's going to have access to a lot of other amazing people, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We want to use them. Somebody basically. who ha- somebody who has like really fun parties because mm-hmm. then you can go to the parties. OK, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be, though. Oh, gosh, I don't know either. Fun parties, parties where we don't drink, Bradley, because I'm not drinking yeah. either. So I'm just. Yeah. What do you think about Madonna? Um, I know I, I think my partner would probably say Madonna, but I think Madonna would be kind of fun because, you know, you you would travel. Uh-huh. Right. And, um, you know, she's just got such a bizarre and random life that I just think you'd see and experience things that, you know, not typical of most celebrities. True. I like that. I like that idea. And plus, you can sort of get in the mind of you could maybe talk her down from like talking smack about Lady Gaga. Could yeah. you be like, Madge, listen, yeah. 
<laughs> just call her up and be like, huh? Like, I know, can you know. Maybe just back off, Lady Gaga. And also, could you stop posting so many creepy selfies mm. on social media with like a weird metal grill in your teeth? Yeah. I mean, she could be my ab daddy for sure because she's ripped. Oh, for sure. Uh, she is like a definitely. Goals. A, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also, maybe not feel the need to wear gloves all the time <laughs> or do like a paraffin. Treatment more often if she's feeling sensitive about her, her is hands. Is that why she's wearing gloves all the time? Well, I'm assuming because oh, she's, she has old lady hands. She's got old lady hands as she should because she's an old lady. Is she? What is she like? Well, she's my mother's age, so I shouldn't say she's. I don't mean old lady in a pejorative sense. I just mean she's been on the planet for a number of okay, years. Yeah. She's sixty years old. She's sixty. Okay, or sixty or sixty-one. Okay. Um, I don't remember when her birthday is. Okay. I'll probably get a text. In it five is. Minutes. She's sixty years old. It's August sixteenth, nineteen fifty-eight. Um, yeah, same year my mom was born. Okay. So my mother is basically Madonna. Oh. But here's the I thing. I can tell. My mother does the way not. You turned out. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> Mama Preach. You've been a drag queen. It's, it's like, true. you know, I mean, come on, Bradley. Wanda Wisdom. Yeah. That came straight out of Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. Madonna. Well, my mother was basically uh, uh, not Madonna, but my mother was a makeup artist. She was. She did her hair every morning, like full, you know, full oh, bouffant sure. do every day. Yeah. Full face of makeup every mm. day. High heels every day. Yes. Wow. Didn't I love this. Leave the house until her face and hair were done would not go to the mailbox we used to joke like the woman is not opening the front door until she's you know ready to go i love this yeah i try to dress up at work i've kind of you do i will say Uh you you put your best foot forward most days not today though not today you look great today you look nice and comfy yeah but comfy is not the goal you know, it hurts to be beautiful. You have to put some effort out there. I'm always afraid that I'm going to see Mr. Hubbard in the hallway mm, and yeah. that I need to look good for him. Well, that's why I have a job. I, I appreciate <laughs> your uh, conscientiousness. And yeah. I will say there are days where I mean, I'm usually in a T-shirt and jeans, so I'm, I'm not going to act like I dress up. But at least there are days when I'm like, oh, can I just wear like when when I found out I was going to be filling in with you guys, mm-hmm. I was like. I mean, it's early enough. Can I just wear sweats? For sure. Like, is anybody going to know? Do I really need to shower? But there's just that my mother's in the back of my head like, no, you yeah. don't just leave the house with, you know, dirty bits. Yeah, dirty, dirty, bits. dirty bits. Oh, so, gosh. Thank you, Elaine. <laughs> um, I don't know how we got on the topic of my mother. Oh. But godparents. Godparents. Yes. Celebrity Madonna. godparents. Right, so, right, so far right. we've got Madonna. We've got Oprah. Who is yours, Dawn? I- I think um, Bette Midler. <laughs> Bette Midler, that's right. Oh, Bette Midler would be a great one because you know she would have some awesome stories to tell. Awesome and unlike stories. Madonna, I feel like you would get like an unvarnished truth. And I could go to any, you know, Broadway production, I'm sure. Exactly. Right? And you could hear about all those bathhouse stories. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because, you know, she performed in bathhouses. Whoa. That's how she got her start. Her and Barry Manilow together were performing because back in the day with they the gays. Had- performances oh, in bathhouses there okay so now you've got homework there's a movie i want you to watch watch called i think it's called a night at the ritz oh my gosh an evening at the a night at the ritz is that it's probably not it <laughs> ryan flarge is gonna go no it's not a night at the ritz 20 percent gayer today <laughs> that's fine with me <laughs> uh, okay. don't be so enthusiastic it's, about it <laughs> it's literally called the ritz from 1976 ritz. oh Okay. I, this is like if you're a gay or gay adjacent and you want to know your history. <laughs> Large is a gay adjacent. Yeah. Large yes. is a gay adjacent. I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. It's called the Ritz. 
And it has some like wonderful um, celebrity le- uh, people you wouldn't imagine. Rita Moreno, Jack Weston. These are people. Jerry Stiller is in this movie. Oh, my gosh. And it's about this caper that sort of uh, takes place in a gay bathhouse in the 70s. And uh, Rita Moreno kind of plays this, um, you know, sort of Bette Midler type who's doing, you know, well, I wouldn't really call her a Bette Midler type, but she's performing in a bathhouse. Okay. And it's just a bunch of guys in bath towels. And this used to be a thing. Wow. At the height, but pre, you know, sadly, HIV and AIDS crisis. Right. um, Where, you know, men would congregate in these places. And they were oftentimes very ornate. And there were pools. And, you know, saunas and spas. And, you know, they would go for meals and watch shows and do some other things. (laughs) Sure. But... It's a great movie. It's slapstick wow. comedy. The Roots, oh, wow. 1976. Okay, great. You've learned something. Yes. I have. Okay. Well, you never know what you're going to hear on My Talk 1071, especially when uh, we're filling in. Sure. When we come back, uh, let's take a look here. Ooh, New Year's Eve is just around the corner, you guys. Yes. Do you have plans? Okay. Speaking of uh, watching a, a, a Broadway show in mm-hmm. a bathhouse, we're going to tell you what we're up to for New Year's Eve, and I've got some ideas for you That's if you great. need some last-minute plans. We'll do that on the other side of this right here on My Talk 1071. What are you doing on New Year's Eve? Don't have plans? No worries. We got you covered. You can uh, hang out with us. Jason and Alexis here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, Don McLean, and Ryan in for Jason and Alexis. I just want to say how much I appreciate Ryan coming in early because he plays. He's doing double duty and doing the next show. Oh as my god! Well. Thank you for uh, reminding me because yesterday we learned that he was going to be doing double duty, and you're doing double duty again. Yes, it's my pleasure. It's how was it yesterday? It was fun. It was me, Shannon, and uh, Lindsay was producing. So uh, it was kind of so Shannon was. Hosting, I was co-hosting. Lindsay was producing. It was like I was sitting in the back seat of my car. Yeah, and Shannon's in the front, seat. just was, watching. Yeah, like uh, probably like, having all sorts of opinions. I was like, oh god, I want to like touch the board here a little bit. Like I want to be over here. You know, I, I like. You feel a little out of control. I right? do. I want to be in control here. So I'm sure How you're you feeling, feeling the same Dawn? way, Don. I do feel the same way. You know, we Ryan and I are producers on on shows, so we are controlling everything you hear that goes out on the air as far as. Sound clips, taking us to break, you know, turning mics on and off, all of that stuff. Yes, it is diff- a different experience not doing that. And I have to learn how to let go and not let be God. in control. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> let go and let God. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh, yeah. When I, when I was over there. Yeah, so. you felt a little lost? Yes, okay. yes. So we'll do yeah. it again today. Uh, Shannon, uh, me and Lindsay. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Good. Uh, and, uh, oh, so it's going to be the same three of you today. Same crew. All right. Cool. So listen from nine to noon and then Colleen and Holly will do the Colleen and Bradley show, of course. And then, uh, Monday, uh, you and I'll be back Don. who's joining us on Monday. Um, good question. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. Is Alexis oh, back? Oh, Alexis is back. She's back. Okay. Alexis is back on yeah. Monday and Wednesday. Right. My show, like I have not been on my show, the <laughs> yeah. Colleen and Bradley show with Colleen uh, since last Thursday. Right. Friday? Because Jason wow. was sick. Oh yeah. Jason was sick. For three days. Monday, oh Tuesday, and Wednesday of last week. And Right. So it'll literally be like a two week period where we haven't done the show together. But you know, I feel a little guilty about that, but not oh, really. Oh gosh, you know what? It's <laughs> it's it's just what we do here at My Talk One O Seven One. And like I said, no matter when you turn the dial on, guaranteed you're going to find something to laugh about or 
be interested in and or hate or, or hate. <laughs> hey, look, feel free to send us an email. Uh, people did yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about New Year's Eve because yeah. it's just around the corner. And literally, it's the last thing that I think about, like, oh, what am I doing for New Year's? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie threw out some ideas and I'll tell you about some of the things we're thinking about doing for the New Year's. And I want to hear what you guys are doing. But there's there's a whole list. City Pages had this nice list of things, um, you know, that you can still show up to in the last minute. You don't have to spend like thousands of dollars doing some VIP party, which I'm sure there are several fabulous ones, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to have reservations far in advance. Um, what do you typically like to do, Dawn, for the new year is Eve? You know, in the last, I would say, gosh, five years or so, yeah, I have gotten together. Well, actually, not since I moved to Minnesota. I've gone to bed early. I know that's terrible, but no, it's not. No. Some years I just, oh gosh, are you kidding me? Living in a larger city is a little bit intimidating when it comes to going out on New Year's Eve, yeah. especially if it's snowy outside well, or we whatever. We call it amateur night for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I typically in the past have gotten together with theater friends. There's usually some theater performance that we would go to, like a oh. Broadway cabaret uh, compilation show at one of the theaters in my hometown. And then we would, you know, just hang out with theater people, which is always a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. So, yeah. So that's usually my experience. Okay, yeah. awesome. And what about you? You don't know what you're going to do, though. I do know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to spend time. Uh, I'm going to spend time with someone. Mm-hmm. And I actually. Pregnant pause. I am. I'm actually um, babysitting Jason's dogs. Oh, okay? yeah. Starting today, Mr. Big and <sighs> Dexter. So I will have them up until the point I had to tell Jason, I would love to take the dogs but i actually have new year's eve plans oh. so i'm gonna hand the dogs off to another friend of his but yeah i'm I'm gonna be hanging out with somebody and staying up past midnight for oh once. okay <laughs> well we'd like to know more about that but we'll move along <laughs> yes. ryan what are your plans for new year's eve we don't have any i was just discussing this with the lady friend well have i got ideas so for you I, yes. I'm, I'm what do listening. you like to do okay. uh, i would ideally like to you know go out have a couple drinks and smooch uh, when the uh, ball drops at midnight and you know, look at look nice. It's somewhere fun with oh. a lot of people. Confetti. You like to dress up that, and actually go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress up, go out. Well, there are lots of options for you. And uh, what I will say is, um, I'm going to post this this uh, article from City Pages. They've got all sorts of great ideas. Um, some of them on actual New Year's Eve, some of them in the lead up, because some people, you know, you've got a whole weekend to sort of celebrate um, New Year's Eve itself. Um, I wanted to let you know, and I think this one is actually, <laughs> I'm just double checking the date. Monday is New Year's Eve. Yeah. Okay. So on New Year's Eve itself, have you ever been to like a flip phone party? Um, no, but I've heard drag all show? about, oh my gosh, yes. fun is what I'm happening on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So they've got, uh, this New Year's Eve, the, the party that they're going to throw, it's going to be, um, in downtown St. Paul and, uh, they're going to be serving up a heavy spice, uh, or heavy dose of the spice girls. I think it's going to be a spice girls themed. Uh, they're going to have all sorts of great music. They're going to have pop-up performances. Presumably this is going to be drag queens doing the Spice Girls. Mm. And, and it's like 15 bucks. Oh and this is at gosh. Amsterdam Bar uh, and Hall in St. Paul. So that's like, you know, that'd be some fun Spice Girls yeah, experience. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Ryan. Let's do that with the lady friend. Uber over There's to an St. 80s Paul. prom at First Avenue. Okay. Oh. They're doing Hip Shaker Hot Pants New Year's Eve Throwdown at Kitty Cat Club. Ooh, I so, love Kitty Cat Club's fun. 
Um, okay, here's the thing that, uh, when is this though? I want to make sure I'm giving you the, this is on Sunday. This is not actually New Year's Eve, but do you like Lord of the Rings? Love Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Riverview Theater, get this. They are doing, it's been 15 years apparently since um, the last of the original, well, the Lord of the Rings trilogy came out, Return of the King. And they are going to be showing all three of the extended versions uh, on the big screen. And apparently they do this every year. And it starts at about 1045 in the a.m. on Sunday and runs through the entire day because it is 730 (sighs) minutes of film. Oh, my gosh. I would do that just not on New Year's Eve, though. Yeah. Okay, so this is Sunday. on Sunday? This is actually Sunday, Sunday before New Year's I'll Eve. I'll be but exhausted. You would actually probably not need to go out on New Year's Eve after doing this. Oh, wow. Um, if you do cont- or if you wear a costume, they're going to have a contest. Um, it- I have elf ears. You have elf ears? <laughs> I have a robe. Oh, like like Lord of the Rings? You're, uh, they, I got them at the Renaissance Festival. Oh my God, I love it. You know, I always wanted to be an elf. Like if, because yeah. uh, I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings. You are? In that, oh. I love that, Bradley. Do you like Lord know. of the Rings? Love it. Okay, we can talk. Oh. No, I'm all about, you know, the original book, the obviously. Books. Yes, my dad loved them. I introduced me to them at a young age, yeah. Oh my God. Kids, if you, if your kid, you know, you, your kids like Harry Potter, get them to read Lord of the Rings. It. It's going to be a little different experience, obviously, yeah, than reading to be Harry probably Potter. Probably twelve plus because it's a little more difficult. There's a lot of names yeah. to keep track of, but mm-hmm. once you get deep in the story, you're just going to get sucked in. <sighs> um, anyway, that's taking place over at the Riverview. Jamie and I um, for New Year's, we're either going to a friend's party or what we've been in the tradition of doing on a couple of occasions for New Year's is just going to see a movie and then having dinner afterward. Hmm, that's you know, sweet. but later in the you know day yeah. so it's you know like a maybe a later movie and then and then dinner afterwards. Wow. Didn't that sound fun? I it want to see the fun. favorite. Oh yeah. It's been on my list, so. It's great. Do you guys uh come together when it's like uh with movies, you're 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 on the same page with what you prefer? Or are you on two different... We're totally on different pages uh, for some things, but then we have, luckily, some nice overlap. Okay. Jamie has to watch every award-nominated film before the Oscars. Me too! Mm-hmm. And so he has a spreadsheet already. Oh, he does? All right. Will share it can we, yeah, can oh, we borrow sure. it? Yeah. Oh, No, yes. he totally would. And he always marks down, like, what's streaming, what's available for rent, what you can go into the theaters to see, which theaters you oh, can see them God. at. Um, We need to have this on our website. Yeah. yeah. Jamie's no. award show guide why aren't we doing this we get paid to do this i know right we steal it from him so i well he's basically (laughs) i I mean i use him for content because uh he does this every year so we're already we've already started and so there there are movies though i don't see all of them i don't care about seeing all of them Mm. like he's watching all of the animated films he's watching all of the foreign films he's watching all of the like you know best set direction films he sees the Mm. foreign films too yeah I don't wow. see those. He sees the shorts. I used to see the shorts. Yeah. There was a theater that would play all of them. The Lagoon, I think, is the one that does oh, it here. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, what was I going to say? I'll get you that list. Oh, I'll get great. You that list. All right. Anyway, uh, when we come back uh, from New Year's to, we'll find out where Mark Wahlberg's abs currently are. Yeah. And Dawn is going to tell us about this amazing story of a dad who spent Christmas on six flights. Mm. Six airplane flights for a very specific, adorable reason. Mm. We'll tell you about it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. We give you abs and other feel good stories on Jason and Alexis in the morning. Good morning. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Don McLean and Ryan Purpich. 
otherwise known as Chip Adams, Beverly Boobs, and Ryan Flarge. <laughs> it's uh, Adams, Boobs, and Flarge <laughs> on my talk 1071. Speaking of abs, can we talk about where Mark Wahlberg's abs are? We've been tracking them oh, all yeah. show. Yeah. And uh, he's been in the shower. Well, first he had breakfast. <laughs> he was praying. He was in the shower. Then he was on his way to the golf course. I'm assuming he's golfing. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Where is he? Because I, if this is an old list. If you don't know oh. this, Mark Wahlberg has like an insane schedule where he's done like 50 things before 9 a.m. This is what I think. We've had some questions about the shower, you know, because the shower looks like it's 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Yeah. But we have to remember there's probably travel time, uh, travel time to golf because he's golfing right now. We think that the golfing stops within 30 minutes, which people question because it says snack at 8 a.m. But then the next thing he does at 930 is a cryo chamber recovery oh. session. I think he's golfing the whole time. The snack is just in between. You know, it's oh. an 8 a.m. snack, but I think he's snacking Like he's as just he pulling out a protein bar on the course. Absolutely. I think he's golfing from 730 to 930. Uh, Ryan, do you golf? No, no, but I know when it just, takes yeah. more than a half hour to yeah, yeah. It's not speed do golf. like one hole. Right. So I think he's golfing for two hours. Which is probably his relaxation time. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I don't understand golf, but I know people who do. It's like it's like a meditation thing, right? Yeah. Or just a social thing where you get to like you know shoot the drunk. Right. Or you get drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay, so that is where he is right now. He's golfing. He's just started. He's probably on the second hole. And his abs probably looking amazing (laughs) uh, in the process. Now Let's talk about this story. I teased this story before uh, we left the last break, mm-hmm. that there was a dad mm. who spent his Christmas on six different airline flights, oh. six flights across the country. True. Why on God's green earth did he do this? Well, he did it because his daughter is a flight attendant. Okay. All right. And she worked on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, and so he was pretty sad about that. So this dad, who is in his uh, late 60s, um, he scheduled six flights all on his daughter's flights so that he could be with his daughter on Christmas Eve and Christmas Aww. Day. Oh, so my gosh. It's so sweet. So the reason why we know about this story is that a guy was sitting next to him on one of the flights, you know, just chatting, making conversation, and um, heard this amazing story, put it out on his Facebook page, shared a picture of him, shared a picture of the flight attendant smiling, um, and it has been retweeted so many freaking times and shared like 85,000 times now on Facebook. This is adorable, especially in a sea of crap news uh, that we're treated to most days. And usually the stories about airlines that uh, go viral are not happy stories. Mm. So to see not only just a happy story, but a happy airline story, you know, that that just makes your heart grow fonder. Although it is a little bittersweet that she couldn't actually, you know, take the holiday off. But, you you know, in 2019 or 2018, we realized that there are people who uh, don't get holidays off, but. Yes, she is from Ohio, um, and uh, his name is, uh, or her name is actually... Pierce. Pierce, yes. And his name was Hal. Yes. So Hal's they daughter, are, Pierce. Yes. And there's a, they're, they're both adorable. I mean, he's just hanging out. Uh, it just, looks like Delta, so it was a yep, Delta, Delta flight. Delta, uh-huh. I wonder, you know, here's what I thought. The story goes viral. Mm-hmm. Delta hears about it. Now, if Delta wanted to do something amazing... Right. They would maybe just reimburse him the cost 
of those flights. And maybe give her some days off to where they or, could fly anywhere they wanted in the world. Yes. I mean, they probably can do that already since she's a flight attendant. Yeah. Oh, do you think that she he got the flights for free? Oh. oh. Or is oh. there... No, I don't know about that. Uh, if you're well, a flight attendant... sometimes you get a friends and fam... Like, you get the standby thing, right? Sure. I, there might be a limit on how many, but I would like to know if he... I, I assumed he paid for all of these, but um, yeah, maybe you can... Maybe there's just one person. I don't know how it works. Yeah, no, I feel like we could uh, do some digging and find yeah. out. Either way, it's super sweet for him to. It says Delta know. responded to the story of oh. his devotion. We appreciate all our employees for working during the holidays to serve Delta customers and love seeing this awesome dad having the chance to spend Christmas with his daughter, even while crisscrossing the country at 30,000 feet. Um, Therefore, we're giving them. Yeah, there was none of that. No. So. Oh, a it. tasteful tweet. No, it doesn't say in this particular story. He even made it on every flight and even got first class on one of them. Uh, he should be first class on all of them. They need to bump somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Although now all the people who have family that work on Delta, they're like, "Hey, yeah, I got an idea. Yeah, I'm gonna fly." All right, yeah, exactly. Because we can't have anything nice. Anyway, no. that was that was an absolutely adorable story. I know, with all the bad things going on in the Can world. Can I say nice. too? As somebody, if you're just joining us, by the way, Jason Alexis in the morning, Brad Dawn and Ryan today, um, doing holiday radio roulette as we uh, wind down 2018. Um, you know, I traveled during the holiday. I know you traveled during the holiday. Ryan, I don't know if you were traveling. You stayed around town, yeah, right? Yeah, my family's all here. Yeah. But, you know, uh, no doubt everybody listening at some point, you interacted with people who worked mm. the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I know like in our hotel, for example, because we stayed in a hotel uh, in Bloomington, Illinois. And um, the the bar was open. Mm. Like there was somebody working the bar, no. uh, you know, on Christmas. Oh, sure. Or Christmas Eve. I don't remember if it was both or which one. But but you, I came into contact with all these people and I just thought, wow, first of all, they're probably making double time and a half, if not time Hopefully. and a half or whatever, which is awesome. And, you know, back in the day, I would have been all over in a service job. I would have been all over that. I'd be like, I don't want to be near my family Uh and I live away from my family. So it would be, I mean, look, I wanted to be near my family. But what I'm saying is I was never near my family usually during the holidays. And so I would have totally jumped the chance to work, but you forget. My point is that you forget how many people are actually working on the holidays and, um, you know, they'd probably much rather be with their families. I always think about that. I think about when I'm, you know, not that I, it makes me an amazing person or something. I'm just saying when I'm driving down the street, like yeah. on Christmas Eve oh, sure. and I see places that are open, Walgreens. I think like even gas stations, yeah. I know this is weird, but I think can't everybody just plan in advance to get their gas ahead yeah. of time. And we just all know that we need to do that. Can we do that? I mean, you'd think we all know to go to the bank. Yeah. We all, well, I guess we don't need to go to the Because I want people to be able to spend time with their family. I do understand we need emergency services. We need EMTs and doctors and hospitals to be open. But other than that, do we need Cub Foods open? Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it's not. I but, don't think Cub Foods okay. was open. But we did this thing where we drove down uh, when we were coming back from our family celebration on Christmas Day. We, you know, were driving down the main drag in Bloomington mm-hmm. and just like, you know, trying to figure out which place like, oh, is that place going to be open? Oh, is that place going to be open? And the only places that were open were Walgreens and Steak and Shake. Mm. Oh, Steak and Shake had, which is fast food, mm-hmm. like a fast food burger joint. Mm-hmm. They had people like wrapped around the block. Oh, no. And then, um, and you know those people aren't making, I no, mean. No, it's not, yeah. That, that's a hard. You better be tipping good if you're going to Steak and Shake on 
Christmas Eve. I would hope so. Please. I would hope so. And same with Walgreens. You know, like people who are working Walgreens on Christmas, man, that's got to be, you know, yeah. So we feel for you. If you're working right now, you can tweet us, Dawn at Dark. What's your Twitter? Bradley Trainer. Yes. Ryan, what's your? Ryan Purpich. Okay. When we come back uh, here on the Jason Alexis in the Morning Show, we're going to kick off the 8 a.m. hour with a check in on Mark Wahlberg's abs. (laughs) Some more New Year's Eve chat. What are you guys doing? And oh, Dawn has a question for you. Would you spend mm. New York, or excuse me, uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square? We'll have a conversation about that and more when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.